Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Kiwi, and with me is a BP. Hi. And just BP. It's her and I. Just. Just <laughs> BP. Yep. This week we're playing Stardew Valley. I think a game that caught everyone by surprise. Um, it's designed by Cole Medeiros and You Eric should Perone. specify that it's Stardew Valley, the board game. Sure, yes. Okay. We are playing Stardew Valley, the board game, um, and not just playing a video game on our board game podcast. Uh, so designed by Cole Medeiros and Eric Barone. The artists were Gustavo Gutierrez, Christian McTurnan, Gina Salvador, Justin Williams, Ed Pula, uh, it's probably Puella, and uh, Alex Vanderaa did the board. Uh, it was published this year, and it was published by Concerned Ape, which is also the online handle for Eric Barone. And this year is 2021. 2021, correct. Um, yeah. No, this one, uh, I think he announced it on Twitter one day, mm-hmm. and then within 24 hours, all 20,000 copies sold mm-hmm. out. Um, So the description, Stardew Valley, the board game, is a cooperative game of farming and friendship inspired by Eric Barone's game of the same name. In it, you will work together to fulfill your grandpa's goals and restore the community center, saving it from the nefarious Joja Corporation. You'll need to engage with all that the valley has to offer. Crops, animals, hidden forageables, elusive fish, an unexplored mine, and of course, the friendly locals. If you succeed, the valley will thrive. If you fail, the Joja Corporation moves in and the magic of the valley will fade. Mechanics are cooperative game, dice rolling, die icon resolution, events, point-to-point movement, random production, variable setup, and worker placement. And the box art, how would you describe that box art? Uh, Very similar to the game. So if you have seen the game, the title of the game, right, Stardew Valley, looks like it's been made out of... um, you know, little boards with nails in them. And then a very kind of cartoonesque. I would have actually expected it to be a little bit more 8-bitty because the game itself is very 8-bitty. But, um, I mean, it's just, you know, it's got a night sky. It's got your standard farm-looking, you know, setup with some little garden in the front. Looks like maybe that's the chicken coop going on. Yeah, it looks like a beehive, some sunflowers. There's, some, there's a Junimo hiding in there. There's mm-hmm. a cat sleeping on the roof of the barn. Um, and what I always think are worms, but apparently in the game, they're little sticks to let you know that something is buried. Oh, yeah. In the corner. I always they're thought they were worms. Always... Nope. They're like little sticks, apparently. To oh. like let you know that something, something's there. They huh. definitely look like worms. Though. Yeah. No, yep, I always thought they were worms. Huh. They are not. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, BP, would you pick this up off the shelf? Absolutely. Yeah. You had me at Stardew Valley. Yeah, I think I read this <laughs> off. And then I kind of like, you know, obviously I ordered it and was it within the first <laughs> 20,000. So I, I would pick it up as well. Um, but this is one of those things where like I kind of put it off a little bit. And then I didn't order it immediately. Like I, I waited until later in the evening. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Uh, and I did it. And I'm glad I did. Because when we woke up in the morning, it was all sold out. Uh, so, PP, you have the luxury of getting to at least look at the board mm-hmm. this time as you try and guess. How do you think this is played? Now, okay. the one downside is there's a lot. 
Right. So So I would like to uh, review the mechanics for just a moment. So, I mean, in, so I'm I'm assuming it's going to be fairly similar to the video game overall, but like there are so many paths on the video games and so many side quests, so many stories, but basically you want to, the objective is to get a very prosperous farm going, but you'll have to do other things in order to do that. And then it's always fun. People like to go out and meet people and get married and then they get to have kids. So I'm assuming all of that uh, comes into play. It's going to be played very similarly where we're going to be working together to build up our farm. So we could have like, you were really great at fishing. So maybe, right, you go do those things. I loved the farming. So I do those things. The one thing, die icon resolution. Oh, so these aren't just going to be like, like your regular six, right? One, two, three, four, five, six pips. Sure. On a die? Is that what those are? Okay. Okay. So, uh, die icon resolution means that the die are going to have like special moves on them or special things on them that we're going to have to then resolve, if you will. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, events. Oh, there were always events going on in these things. Like you had like the Easter egg hunt. You had to go out and find as many Easter eggs. So I'm assuming like it's going to be the same. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of spring, you're going to have to like, you know, wrap up your harvest and you know at the end of fall you want to make sure that you've cleaned everything out because you're not going to be really able to do anything in the winter as far as farming uh point to point movement so right we're going to be like able to go to things and i am kind of looking at the board and it does look like certain things are connected so i'm assuming based on how many movements we have like for instance if we start out at the farm and you want to go say, to the community center to get seeds, you're only going to have so many moves to be able to get there in a, in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be trying to do this together, but we have like, we have different things that we're going to be able to do in a day. And uh, the quicker we can uh, save the community center and make friends, the higher our points go up. Uh, so um, history of Pelican Town? Oh, is that what the town says? Yeah, it's Pelican Town. Um, now, I just was going to go with straight up uh, Stardew Valley history because surprisingly enough, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, if not more recently, probably about when the game um, was coming out, the board yeah. game was announced, uh, was the five-year anniversary mm-hmm. of this game, which you might think like, oh, okay, like no big deal. But like the game is still uber super popular. People are discovering new things to do in it every day. I mean, I'm assuming people are like streaming it. Oh, yeah. All the time. Um, and it sold like so it came out right in 2016. Um, by 2020, it sold over 10 million copies. I want to say like within um, the first few months or so, it sold like a few hundred thousand like. I mean, just popular out right from out of the gate. Yeah, I think the crazy part is is Eric Barone, who designed it, did it uh, completely by oh, himself. Oh, right, right, right. Art, music, right. the programming, all of that stuff. I think since then he has added a few people, um, like the ports to non PC. So like it's on PlayStation, oh, yeah, Xbox, it's on the Switch. Switch. Uh, you can get it on Android and iOS. Like I think those ports have been done by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game itself has been Eric Barone or Concerned Ape is his online mm-hmm. name. Um, 
which I think is super cool. And apparently he's been developing this board game for the last two years. Yeah. And nobody knew about it. Yeah. Like it was a surprise tweet that like this thing was happening. So it's kind of cool. Okay. Do you want to know how to play this board game though? Sure. Okay. So players will work together over the course of a year, which is represented by a season deck of 20 cards to try and complete grandpa's goals and restore the community center. The game can increase or decrease in difficulty based on the number of goals, the number of bundles in the center, and the presence of Joja Mart tiles on the board. So we're going to play the standard way, which okay. is uh, six. We have to complete all of Grandpa's goals, okay. which there's, uh, I think, 16 different goals. Okay. So you pick four for a game. And then we have to complete all the bundles in the community center. Oof. Yeah, so there's six bundles in the community center. And we have to do that all before we get to the end of the season card or the season deck, which has uh, uh, 16 cards in it. So we have 16 so four cards per season. Yep. Um, so first player is selected by the player who recommended playing the game. I believe I recommended we play the game. Um, so I will pick you to be first player. Uh, as a result, you get the first player token, which you can have on either the cat side or flip it over to the dog side. Amy. All right. Each round is split into three phases, with the first and second occurring simultaneously for all players. And in the final round, the players take turns performing their actions. So in the first phase, it's the season phase. Uh, the starting player will draw and resolve the top card of the season deck. So each of them will have, they'll have different uh, symbols mm -hmm. and will do different things based on those symbols. So sometimes it'll say like, wither up. <laughs> <laughs> like plant in a, a thing or something. Yeah, it'll, it'll be like flip a crop to a quality side or water crops uh. or trigger gifts or... Uh, place a Joja tile somewhere on the on What's the table. What's a tile? Uh, it's bad stuff. It'll like make it so you can't do things or okay. increase the price of things. Okay. So basically, they're evil. Okay. All right. Uh, then at the season end, uh, we'll do a couple things. We'll reset the board for new forageables mm. and we'll get some uh, profession upgrades because we also get to pick what profession we're mm -hmm. going to do. Mm -hmm. So that's the first phase. The second phase is the planning phase. Uh, players can discuss what they want to do during this round. They can freely trade items and resources and discuss their intentions. They then take their pawn from the farmhouse and mm -hmm. place it on any of the locations on the map, including the farmhouse. Oh, any of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. So beginning with the start player, players have two choices. Okay. First choice, you can perform two actions at your current location. Okay. Which you can't move. Okay. Or you can perform a action. One action. Move and then perform an action at the new oh. place. But you can only move between connecting sections. Oh, okay. What moving allows you to do is there are tiles on the board that are forgeable items. Mm -hmm. So if, along your path, if you can, uh, if it's adjacent, you can then pick it up and okay. add it to I was thing. wondering, because none of them are directly in the path. Correct. But so kind of like Carcassonne style where they're adjacent to. Yeah. So if you go from like the farmhouse to the river fishing section, there are mm -hmm. four different tiles that you could select from. You get okay. one of those. Okay. All right, once complete with your actions, the player moves their pawn back to the farmhouse and then chooses one end-of-turn effect to perform. None of the actions are mandatory, nor are the end-of-turn effects, and the different actions you can choose from. So at the farm, you can water crops, which lets you right. move all the crops to the right, and once it moves off the field, uh, then you, you uh, harvest, harvest it. it and it goes on your player uh, board. 
you can collect from animals. So if we had animals, we would roll like the chickens. animal. Yep, we would roll the animal dice. Okay, and See every if time laying eggs. Uh, yeah, and every time we roll a face. Every time we roll a face, if we have a matching animal, we get whatever thing that that animal provides. So milk, eggs, duck feathers, rabbit's feet, all that kind of stuff. Rabbits also give you wool or fur. They do, yeah, in the game, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the mountain, mm -hmm. uh, you can explore the mine. And so you're going to roll mm -hmm. two of the Stardew Valley dice. Okay. And then you're going to find the intersection of what it is and do get whatever oh. that symbol is. Uh, you can buy buildings, so you can spend. You can so go to Robin. Uh, there's always the coop and the barn in the game, and then there will be two random buildings. Oh, so in ours we'll have the silo and the stable. Mm, so you pay the cost. Good. So you pay the cost, and then we get that building. Uh, and we can also do the lake fishing. So the fishing works the same way every time. So you're going to roll the Stardew Valley dice, and then you're going to look at the fish track. And if you've rolled a certain number of icons, then you can get that fish if you're at the correct location. So if you look at the lake fishing, the ocean fishing, and the river fishing, they all have a different symbol. So if it has a circle, then it would match, then you would be able to get any of the circle fish. If it's a square, you'd be able to get any of the square fish. Some of them will have bug meat on it. In order to get that, you don't have to roll, you just have to have bug meat on you, and it's like you're using the crab pot, and then you get it. Uh, at the forest, you can do river fishing, which works the same way. At the town, you can reveal and donate uh, bundles. So uh, we're going to collect hearts through the game, and we'll have to spend a heart uh, to reveal a face-down bundle. And then if we have things to give to it, we can. Uh, or we can spend a heart to take one that's face-up that we think is too hard, and we can trade it out with a different one. Uh, we can buy and plant seeds, so we can spend our gold to uh, take a crop from the uh, tile as long as it matches the current season, and we can put it on the the, the uh, ranch based on the number of its watering number. So like this parsnip that we start to, with, it's watering number two, so it starts on the second plot. And we can't buy another thing to go on two because two is taken, so we have to wait until it shifts to the right. Uh, and we can also make a friend. So you draw a villager card, and if you can, uh, if you have an item that they enjoy, then they will be your friend, and you get to put it in front of you. Uh, at the ranch, you can buy animals as long as you have the correct building to house them. Uh, at the beach, has ocean fishing, and then finally at the forge, uh, you can open geodes. So if you collect geodes, you're going to roll the Stardew Valley dice, and based on the type of geode, you'll get some sort of object to go with it. Uh, or you can donate to the museum. So you can take artifacts or minerals from your inventory and into a museum slot with a matching letter. So some of them will have like, you know, it'll say like A, and so that can only go in slot A. And then once you fill them up, you get rewards. Uh, the players win if they were able to complete all of Grandpa's goals and the community center bundles before the end of winter. And that's all the rules. Let's play. just finished a game of Stardew Valley, and to recap, we lost. We completed a single bundle, the only one we revealed the whole game, uh, and, but we did complete three of Grandpa's goals, 
and uh, had luck been on our side, we might have finished the fourth to uh, finish the game as seedlings. But alas, we did not. Uh, so, uh, BP, did we have a strategy? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> you seem very <laughs> surprised by this. Yeah, so at the beginning, um, I mean, I was very intent on every plantable season, right? Planted one mm -hmm. to two crops right at the beginning because that was the only time. And then we strategized between, I mean, really, because one of the objectives was to get a legendary fish and fish. Yeah. So we focused. Two of them, actually. Yeah, we really did focus on really grandpa's objectives. And yeah. then we kind of went for these other things. But yeah, we had a strategy. Yeah, and I feel like, um, I mean, in a lot of co-op games and a lot of times you play a game for the first time, like uh, we didn't really know what we needed to do exactly. Mm. We kind of had an idea, but I, I felt like... There's, again, like we had said at the beginning when we were introducing the game, there are so many paths in this game. Yeah. Um, and what I was going to say is that I felt like as we got to like fall or winter, like I feel like we had a better idea of... This is what we needed to do. Right. I think by then you're starting to make those ideas of the year's coming to an end. I only have like so much planting. I mean, because regardless of this game having so many other avenues, at its heart, it's still a farming game. Yeah. Right. And so like you really do want to strategize that in, you know, spring and summer you're planting and you're focusing on that. And by fall and winter you're upping and you're starting to look at the other options. And I feel, yeah, because I feel like those crops is where you're going to get, gonna, where you need to get your money. Money and hearts, maybe for certain people. Yeah, We really struggled yeah, making man, friends. We, we had such a hard and time. And I don't know, if we, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, even in the game, it seems like, yes, friends are important. Like, you get benefits from having friends, but it's so much work. <laughs> Yeah. In the game, by the way, not for me in real life. Uh, well, that's a good segue into uh, what did you think of the theme? It felt very much like the game. I feel like. Yeah. Like there was so much to it's do. It's still luck. Fishing was so hard. Yeah. It was so <clears throat> I think my one complaint and it's the only thing that you can't really go. There's no really no way to uh, translate it from the video game to here because mm -hmm. the fishing and the mines mm -hmm. in the game are more, there's a little bit of skill to it. Right. Which doesn't translate into the board game. The one thing that doesn't stick with the theme is fishing and the mines now become a luck-based game. You know, early on, we definitely did not have luck on our side and we got screwed a little bit a couple times. So yeah, I think thematically, like everything seemed to fit into the theme of the game that it was set on. Table presence. BP, what do you think of the artwork and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely fantastic. Like every like there was just enough flavor text on everything. Um it's got like the same uh symbols from the video game. Like, I don't know. It's for a board game, I mean it's simplistic, straightforward, it's cute. Um, there's a lot to capture your mind but it's never overwhelming so it's not like feast of odin where there's all these super teeny tiny like little components like 
they're big blocks and it's very clear where you can go and where you can't go. Like I, like, I feel like Eric always says, like, if I were at a convention and I walked by this, I would immediately stop one because Stardew Valley, but two, like there's enough going on that seems kind of intriguing. No. Yeah. Like I definitely like the color. I, I like the fact that I think you mentioned at the beginning BP where you were like, Oh, it's not the eight bit art. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I appreciate about appreciate about the game is the fact that the art definitely still feels like it's in the Stardew mm-hmm. Valley, like universe, universe, if you want to call it that. But at the same time, like it's not a one for one grab from the game. Although I do love the 8-bit artwork, I'm mm-hmm. not sure it would work on like a giant scale like on right. the board. The other thing I appreciate is like everything is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the iconography, like the board um, is big. And the nice part about that is they're able to put like little things all over the board that help you. And they're all in the right place. So like, you know, all the season cards have the little icons to tell you like, here's the things you need to do before you start this round. And right next to that is the little bits that tell you like, Hey, this means turn a crop to quality. This means water all your crops. Um, so I, I did like that. And it, everything on the board just seems kind of like um, like graphic design wise. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel cluttered. Everything is very clear. Um, and it's big fonts. Yeah, big fonts, easy to read. So yeah. I thought I thought that, it, that was good. So, so mechanics wise. So it, you brought uh, this up already about the luck factor. Yeah. So <clears throat> which... Like I said, like, I, I don't know a better How way. You, yeah. Yeah. I don't know a better way that they could have instituted like a skill base. Doing one of those yeah, flipping. Dexterity, which <laughs> would have been even worse. Like, oh, gosh. Um, so like, <clears throat> while it annoys me. I feel like it hits people who yeah. are more board gamey. And at the same time, I d- like, I think one of my things, one of my problems with um, luck-based rolling is... If it's in the game, I would like some way to mitigate it, which I did have with some of my profession cards. I was able to mitigate some of the stuff specifically for the mines mm-hmm. and BP at it for uh, farming as well. So uh, mechanics wise, though, it reminded me a little bit of um, Western Legends, where it was like there was lots to do mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. Uh, I feel like the difference here is, is I feel like these items were kind of like more tied together. Um, whereas Western legends, it was kind of like, there wasn't, you know, we had a couple rounds where it was like, I'm going to do this. And based on my result of my first action, mm-hmm. I'm either going to do it again, right. or I'm going to go here to do this, which you didn't have in Western legends. So I feel like the actions here were more tied together. So you could do that, but well, there's lots of options. Right. I also feel like that difference is almost a non-starter just because one's competitive and one's cooperative. Sure. Yeah. So I feel like mechanically wise, like, yes, there's lots of options you have to choose from, but this we're trying to work together. So really like, again, thinking back to theme and thinking back to strategy, like one of the things we did when we talked about like, what are our moves? What do we have? Like, what are our chances of that? So thinking about how, die roll work together the resolution of things work together like then we would strategize together on like okay we have these you know it would just it was very fine tuning so while you still had a lot of options i feel like 
you were still very calculated in your choice of those. Yeah. Um, Except at the beginning when you're in a, like, I don't know, I'm just going to do this. And I always turn to farming because that's just me. No, it makes sense. Um, yeah. So rules wise, mm-hmm. how did you think it was learning the game? Pretty easy to pick up. Like, I don't even think you had to really re-explain much. No. And I did go back in the rule book. But only the first time we did a thing. Yeah. And only the ones that were like specifically the fishing and the exploring the mines. Because those are the only ones that aren't like super straightforward. And I think you are also that type of person who just really wants to make sure they're getting it right. Yeah. But unlike Western Legends, where it was like every time we did that thing, like I would go back to the rule book. I feel like once we did it once, I didn't go back to the rule book for that thing. Yes. Why do you keep referring to this to Western Legends? What about this is reminding you of that? Just the plethora of options mm. that you can do and the fact that you're sort of, there's a little bit of point to point movement. That's why okay. it's, it's more it's more sandboxy than other things. That's why. And then the rule book is laid out. It's very uh, there's good examples. Everything is very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the rule book was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cool. So player interaction, obviously. Lots. Yeah, it's a it's a co- it's a co op game. Like, there's lots of discussions. I, I and I think we say this for every co op game that we play. Like, obviously, your mileage is going to vary. Like, you know, our kind of play style fits into co op games, and uh, sometimes it's nice to just not be competitive and just work together and try mm. to beat beat something together. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a game group that has the type of player that's going to really control everything, this might not be for you, specifically because it is a co-op. But And now the big question, would you play it again? Absolutely. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I think the game is good. I think one of the concerns was going to be that it was very specific to, hey, I just want people who are Stardew Valley fans to buy this game. Um, but I think they have a good game here. I think mm-hmm. it's definitely like if you love Stardew Valley, like I think this is going to be more uh, up your up your alley. Um, but I think even if you're not a Stardew Valley fan, I I think, you know, there's definitely a game here. I think one of the concerns I, I saw was like, you know, they've been doing this. They've been designing this game for two years and no one's ever heard of it. Did they play test it? And there's a whole pair, there's a whole thing in here of all the people who play tested. Oh. I, I think what happened is is they kept it very close yeah. to uh, the people who they were involved in games. So when yeah. you look at the last names, like a lot of them match the artist's last names. Mm-hmm. They match Cole Benares's last. Like mm-hmm. I think they kept it very very internal, which could be good and bad because like those are the kind of people who are like, oh my god, I love your game because you're related, right? But I think I just brought up that. Point, though, where if you are frustrated to a certain extent by the video game version, I still feel like this is very approachable, right? Like, I mean, I don't speak mechanics. I don't, right? I don't, I'm not attracted to complicated games. And while, yes, I've played the video game version, I still feel like as a Co- and I, but I'm attracted to cooperative games. So it depends on, again, what you're interested in in your board game adventures. If you're interested in an adventure, something that is changeable, 
right? Every single time you play it, because we could play this the next round and just based on the way the season cards fall out, like have a completely different experience, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's great. And that allows the board gamer who's into cooperatives, maybe didn't quite get into the video game version to still be interested in this playable in this again, table presence wise, ease of learning. I think it's got a lot going for it. Yeah. And there's a lot of, a lot of variability to it too. Mm -hmm. There's, there's 10 different uh, grandpa oh, yeah, goals. The grandpa there's goals. a whole bunch of different bundles. Each of the seasons has 20 different cards and you only pick four of them per yeah. game. So, um, and, and I think like, you know, think in Stardew Valley, like depending on how you play, the game can be easy. It's a relaxing game. Right. But you know, we struggled to get like we weren't getting anything done until the you know closer See, to the end actually, of the game. Actually, that feels and I, more like <clears throat> my video game experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I spend so much time watering crops. <laughs> but but it's also on that like I don't want a co-op game to be too easy. Right. Like I want the game to win Sometimes. more often than not. Yeah. Because then I feel like there's a challenge. Like when you mm -hmm. beat the game, you're just like, yes, I beat the game, and I don't want it to be like. Ah, we beat the game again. Like it's Whatever. too, it's too Who easy. Cares? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and so that is Stardew Valley, the board game. Yay! And so, if you want to hear um, mine and Kiwi's, uh, if you want to hear more of any of our guest voices, or really any of our crew's recommendations or ideas on games, just send them our way. Uh, email is firstturntabletop at gmail. Twitter and Instagram, we're at firstturncast. Oh, so in one of the upgrades on the video version, there was a desert section. Yep. So the camel, he's just, he sneaks down into this version and inserts himself into Stardew Valley Universe, our podcasting camel in Stardew Valley Universe. And he's like, please don't forget. To rate, review, and subscribe, all of you Pelican Town residents, to your favorite podcatchers, and all of you listening. We look forward to hearing from you, and play more games. And then I'm gonna go to. Have you have we given our goat any love? Uh, we don't have enough hearts. We need two hearts to give it love. You want to hand me the daffodil and we can both try and make friends? All right, so I'm going to try and make a friend. Rock candy. Damn it. You are so bad at making friends. Are you going to go try to make some friends or are you going to try to fish? Uh, I think I'll try and fish. But